and welcome to the Fish Nerds, the show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Fish Nerds Podcast, Licensed Fishing Guide, and your very best friend. Uh, welcome to the show. For new listeners, uh, we're happy to have you. We have 200 episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So go check them all out. Please be sure to subscribe. Today on the show, I'm actually really excited because I am in Poland, Maine, beautiful downtown Poland, Maine. I haven't seen a single house except for the one I'm in right now. I'm in Ryan Dubay's house, and Ryan's been uh, listening to the podcast for since the beginning. Uh, we have Quiet Hugo here, and Hugo is our, is our culinary correspondent. But before we get to them, uh, we're going to be... We're going to talk about them in a minute, but we're going to be cooking some black sea bass that Hugo caught himself, and we're going to have a little fun cooking and eating them. Uh, also, tonight we have, of course, we're going to do the news, and Doc Martin is back uh, with a little, with little extra fish nerd bonus news for us, a little fake fish in the news for us. So here we go. But before we begin, I want to make sure I thank all of our Patreon subscribers. If you are a fan of the show and you want to support us financially, we definitely need your money. The only reason we've made 200 episodes is because people have given us a dollar. We're asking most people to give us a dollar an episode, and then... We'll, uh, we can keep this, this thing going. So $4 a month. If you give us $5 an episode, I'll mail you a hat. Our friend, uh, our friend Brian just sent us 5 bucks, And we have two new subscribers at the $1 level, Ryan Minton and Renegade Clock. I think Renegade Clock is a um, podcast about <laughs> clocks. I have no idea. I'm going to have to check it out now. Um, but we thank them. Go to patreon.com slash fishnerds. Help us crowdfund this show. And of course, we need to thank uh, Josh Lopes at lopestax.com for giving us $25 an episode, which is our uh, very small sponsorship level, but we're trying to just make sure that if you want to give me $100 a month, you can. He can. We appreciate that. And it makes a huge difference. It's a big deal to us. So thank you so much. Go to patreon.com slash fishnerds. Okay, so oh, oh, Hugo was going to say something. No, nope, glad to be here. Long time <laughs> stay and seeing you, Clay. Nice to be here. I, you know. <laughs> I've been quiet for a long time, but I just, you know, been busy uh, fishing. You know, yeah. that's what I do. That's what still he cooking does. fish. Yeah, yeah. And Hugo, he looks great. I, I, I know I say this every time I see Hugo, but I get starstruck because I don't know why. I know Hugo from the internet longer than I've known him from the podcast. <laughs> so for me, I'm always like, I get just super excited about it. So we're gonna jump right into uh, cooking black sea bass with Ryan and Hugo and me today. So here's that. Okay, fish nerds, we're hanging out. It's echoey in this house. And Hugo Medeiros is here. He's got, oh, cracking a beer at nine in the morning. <laughs> here in Poland, Maine. Uh, we should be drinking water, I would think. But, uh, <laughs> and, and here's the cool thing is Hugo went fishing in Massachusetts for black sea bass the other day, and now we're going to have black sea bass tacos, and Hugo and Ryan are going to talk us through, first of all, uh, how to catch them, and then how to cook them. And we're eating... We got um, fry later going, yeah. And we're eating Fry's Leap IPA from Sebago Brewing, nice local IPA. All right, so what's going on? First of all, where'd you catch these fish, Hugo? Uh, so I, I caught him, uh, I was fishing my kayak, had a, a, a great time, I'm learning more and more. Ryan kind of taught me a lot, uh, you know, how to uh, catch these brown fish, so it was a blast. Uh, I had a good time. You got him out of your kayak? Yeah. So what's, the, what's the, so you kayaked out to like to where these live, how far of a ride was it? Uh, well, I live inland in Massachusetts, so it's like a two-hour ride for me every time I go to the water. Right, and then but how long a boat ride? Like, oh, the boat ride was probably, uh, 
Well, now I get the uh, pedal drive thing, so it's better than paddling. Yeah. So it's a little bit better. It's I don't a lot get scared better. as much. You know, it's yeah, I can go a little bit further. But uh, yeah, uh, no, it was awesome. And uh, learning things and getting, uh, yeah, I got black sea bass all day long. And what are you jigging with for the black sea bass? Uh, now I'm strictly down to uh, bucktails. Simple. Can I give away my secrets? Except, well, they're, if you give them away, they're not a secret. There, I say. I, I like uh, pink and white bucktails with the uh, uh, mullet, uh, gulp mullet, uh, pink teaser on it. And I don't know. I just keep trying to keep it simpler and simpler. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of simple. And whenever I'm choosing lures, if I'm new at a spot, I start with pink every time. Yep. And yeah. I've learned, like, uh, and I've learned from Ryan and uh, other people. The simpler it is, the better it is, and then you just have a good time out there. And you, know, you can do the teasers and all this stuff. And I used to bring a, a ton of gear out there. Now I just keep it simpler and have a good time, you know, and, and relax that's, and come home with good fish that we're going to eat today. Perfect. And that works for everything. So we're cooking black sea bass fish tacos. How are we cooking these? We got them fried and pan fried and deep fried. So, what's our seasonings? You filleted him up. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. By the way, a little background. Ryan has gone to culinary school, so he knows a lot of stuff here. We're going to yeah. lean so, on him a little bit today. So He, he goes, yells at me all the time because I'll take – I like my black sea bass simple. I can do it – I take it, I put lemon juice and salt on it, pan fry it, and cook it. That's the way I, you know, I like for me. But that's delicious. That's, oh, a, that's a fine way all, When we have fresh fish that you, you, know, you bring home from, from the salt – it's awesome. Yeah, the fresh wheat. Well, the, we, the fish do, we do it work. the nice way. We do it the nice way. <laughs> All right, what do we got That's going on? Tacos. So Hugo brought back this this black sea bass. And mm -hmm. What's important that a lot of people don't realize is Hugo caught this fish on Saturday. So it's fish, old fish. Fish likes to age like meat for a couple of days. A lot of people don't realize that. They think if they grab their uh, fish, I forgot that. they fillet it up, and they take it home and they eat it. This was swimming three hours ago. It's not going to taste That's as good. As if it was swimming two days ago or a day ago. It's actually best if you can gut your fish out and literally leave it on the bone for a day or two. So Hugo did that. Good job. Laid him up just before he got here. So it should be excellent. And then we took, you know, we got just a traditional taco kit to get the taco shells and the tacos. Toasted those up in the oven. We've got some avocado, some cheese, a couple of, of what I call fish taco sauce, which is a pretty simple concoction of um, coleslaw dressing and some of the taco sauce and then some You didn't get the olive oil. oil. Hugo likes sure. to add olive oil to, China, to Mexican food. Yeah. Uh, we don't do that. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and then we, One could. <laughs> yes. And then we add, uh, uh, then you just take the coleslaw mix that's already shredded up. Put that as your lettuce in your traditional taco. Then add your fish. Your avocado, your pico de gallo, your cheese, whatever you like, and have as much beer as you need to wash it down. Perfect. Yeah, fish tacos are simple, always a win. And, uh, you know, you're right about the fresh fish thing, but it's still fun to catch and cook immediately. It's still, oh, uh, it's still a blast. Yeah. You know, when we're ice fishing, we do that. Frozen, you know, yeah. like, and like, uh, yeah, he made, uh, Brian made a good point. A couple days in the fridge is nice for fresh fish out of the water. Right. Now, if you're buying fish at the supermarket, guess what? It's already a few days old. Sometimes up yeah. to a week. So buy it, cook it right away. But when you up catch to a it, week. 
at the supermarket. I don't know what they do at the supermarket. Well, they could be. The they could be. They could be on ocean for five days before they get to the supermarket. So yeah, it can be up to a week old. Yeah. So when you go when you go buy your fresh fish at like your Hannaford's or Shaw's or Market Basket, cook it that night um, because it's already got that age. <laughs> you know, don't wait. Another interesting thing is is that you can freeze fish you caught yourself will be a lot better than fresh fish that you get from the supermarket and try to freeze. Reason being is is when you when they catch ocean fish out to sea, they leave it on sea ice. And it essentially gets frozen because sea ice is so cold. They're bringing out fresh fish and it's pretty much hard as a rock. Mm -hmm. Then it defrosts and they send it to you. If you get fresh fish and freeze it yourself, it hasn't been frozen yet the way that traditional store-bought fish has. So you can feel comfortable freezing your own fish once, just like you can't freeze meat twice. You can. Well, sorry, <laughs> One could if one chose to. Uh, God, that looks that smells so good in here. By the way, our our seasonings are pretty simple. The well, you know, basically we've got a traditional bread in here, and I add the taco. He seasoning. does more than me because I, you know, I put salt on it, but you know, <laughs> get fancy. Ryan gets fancy. But I just take that that taco seasoning and put it in my bread mixture, and then the dry, dry, dry wet, dry, which yeah, is just you know good. your flour mixture, then into the egg wash, then back into the flour. Oh, I don't do it that way. Dry yeah, wet, dry. Yeah, well, I do. Taught me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do flour, seasoned flour, yeah. and then the egg egg mix, and then into a bread crumb. I guess I am oh, doing dry wet, dry. Dry wet, dry. dry, wet, dry, 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 dry me that. Yeah, so I'm doing dry flour, oh, then yeah, egg, and then egg yeah. bread crumbs. These are great. And looking. then the original dry mix is to make the the dry mix that you start with is dry. That's so that your coating sticks to your fish. So you ever bite into something, the coating all falls off? Mm -hmm. So you didn't dry it first. So you put it in your dry, you it up, then yeah. your egg wash, and then back into your flour to get that crispy outside. Perfect. And look. You look at the two. Look at dinner. Yep. Perfect. And then this stuff here, the, the pan seared stuff, is just uh, sprinkled with like a store-bought Fish seasoning is yeah. all it is. But they, they, you know, that store about pre-mixed seasonings are pretty good. Well, yeah, it's, like problem, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I, I talk to a lot of people about that stuff, and they assume, oh, well, Ryan used to be a chef, so he must make everything from scratch. Well, the people who came up with that store-bought seasoning was probably a far better chef than I was, and he interviewed about 200 people and taste tested it to good. find the perfect one. And it's nothing. Seasoning doesn't go bad. No, it's great. And if you've if you've ever been get a chance to go into any of these um, big kitchens like at Highliner Foods, they have chef scientists whose job yes, it is to do. maximize yeah, yeah. flavors. And so their only job is cooking food and then testing it on dozens and dozens of people to make sure it's good. So this is not thousands. a bad thing. Thousands even, right. yeah. So to think I am better at making a seasoning mix than that guy? It's quite the ego. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy to buy a lot of, you know, but that is, you know, so that store-bought seasoning is outstanding. And if it's like, there are some things that you don't want to buy store-bought because that deteriorates. So right. you should make it yourself. Pasta sauce? My grandmother does not make as good as pasta sauce as Prego does. No, that's <laughs> we have this fight all I, the time. I, I, I have this fight all the time because I am a canned sauce guy. Absolutely. I love it. And yeah. Mario, I won't say names. Go ahead. There's, there's <laughs> pasta sauces that are phenomenal. They are some if good you ones. you think you can make one better than me, well, 
Or neither can your grandma. <laughs> I don't like I, I don't like homemade I don't like homemade pasta sauce. I don't like homemade baked beans. I don't like I just just buy me this stuff. They they, <laughs> they come they make them better. They do. Pasta sauce gets better in the bottle. It well, it sits a long time. It does. Yeah, it all so. absorbs. Absolutely. Alright, so what we got here, Hugo, we got corn tortillas, flour tortillas, fried black sea bass, pan fried black sea bass, uh, and then all the toppings. So we're gonna taste this and see how it goes. Which one are you gonna taste first? Uh, I'm gonna go, well, I'll do uh, Brian's uh, fried one. He made it nice for me, the other one plain, but yeah, we'll try them both. Let's see. All right, I'll do the, I'll do the low carb version. <laughs> you do the other one. Fun, fun fact, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, I think in season two, they went fishing in a freshwater pond and in the, in the TV show, they walked out with a stringer full of black sea bass. <laughs> so they cleared it with a supermarket. Bottom up. Are you doing hard shell or soft shell? Uh, what? You'll be the first taste tester. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do soft shell. All right, I'm just reaching in. Use yeah. my finger. Yeah, absolutely. Shove that in there, and we got. I like to put my cheese directly on top of my. Well, meats. Um, yeah, that spicy, spicy because it's spicy. Spicy. a little bit, and this is a little spicy sauce. Yeah, and then little, if you want some green stuff, a little bit of pico, and a nice uh, avocado. There you go, and some green stuff. We scour the. Maine for lime, but yeah, there's no limes in Maine right now. <laughs> They're out of season. They don't grow in Maine until uh, I trolled uh, June. I tried to tell uh, a right of uh, use lime uh, vinegar. No, absolutely not. He's a purist. Yeah, well, it's all right. We don't need it. I think we'll be fine. Of course, we're going to be fine. Well, you try it. I'm going to try it. All right. So, 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 so. It's funny, I eat my tacos, I, I peel off... You eat them any way you want to. I peel off the uh, extra tortilla. Oh, like you have a, a taco etiquette I don't know about? Mmm. <laughs> oh, look. You couldn't say he didn't love it. <laughs> so, I drove an hour for this shit. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. Oh, mm. oh. Well, with the first sea bass out of the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, never frozen. You can't go back. Yeah, and black sea bass is nice because it's it's actually a very mild flavor. Super mild, fish. yeah. And so those people who are really into eating haddock and cod and all those white fishes are going to like black sea bass. You know, it's pretty amazing how people don't want to try all the different kinds of fishes. That spicy sauce is good. Do you need, what kind of sauce is that again? That is just... It's good. Oh, yeah, delicious. We should probably take some pictures. All right, we'll be back with the news in a little bit. This episode is brought to you by the Fish Nerds Guide Service. That's right, we are here and ready to bring your family on a guided fishing trip on a state-of-the-art brand new fishing pontoon boat. Yep, I said pontoon boat. This is a comfortable but serious fishing machine. We control for lake trout and salmon, cast for bass, or cruise to a cove and catch some fun perch, bass, and panfish. Head to fishners.com for rates or call me, 603-986-4335 for bookings. And we are the only guide service to Mount Washington Valley, New Hampshire, that could bring your whole family fishing. Also, if you've got a scout group or uh, I'm bringing, I got a couple of... Um, of uh, like office parties, end of the year office parties. So we're going out in the boat for a couple hours to like, bring you out. We can even do like tubing in the morning and then fishing or vice versa and do some other fun stuff. So book us now. We need your money. I've got to make my boat payment. So give us a call. <laughs> it's really scary business to be in. <laughs> 
this pro this this blah, this podcast is also brought to you by Thirst Productions. It's a one man digital media agency catering to small businesses by helping them improve their online presence from website to search engine optimization SEO, social media to targeted advertising, website analytics to website maintenance, which helps businesses speak to customers more efficiently. Thirst Productions also gives back to cold water fishy conservation projects by working with select nonprofits at deeply reduced rates to help them to better share their message. So if you're a small business, needs a digital facelift, or if you work with a nonprofit in need of a new online presence, go to get in touch with Rich at thirstproductions.com. And I should say Rich is building us a new website, which has not been unveiled yet. So soon you'll be able to see an example of his work at our at fishnerds.com. But right now you see my work, which is not nearly as good, but it's coming soon. So how about we do some news? You guys want to do some news with me? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> all right. All right. This is uh, for real news. Fire at London's Hayward Gallery as rotting fish artwork explodes. This is a true story. Okay. So, <laughs> so in London, <laughs> I'm going to just read you. Op- the, the opening of a major new ex- exhibition by Lee Bull was delayed after one of the South Korean artist's works caught on fire. So it must be performance art. <laughs> a major new ex- ex- exhibition of Southern Korean artist Lee Bull in London's Hayward Gallery has had its opening delayed after a fire broke out a few hours before the show's preview. I guess they're cooking fish now. Uh, the exhibition Crashing, <laughs> Crashing and Burning, uh, was due to open at the uh, to the public on May 30th, but that has been pushed back until June 1, I guess, so they can catch more fish. I'm not sure why they would do that. Yeah. Uh, the gallery says that Lee's famous artwork, Majestic Splendor, caught fire while it was being removed from the exhibition. Majestic Splendor is composed of sequin-covered rotting fish. <laughs> when it was shown in 1997, New York's Momo, MoMA, uh, it had been removed as the smell made visitors feel sick. <laughs> the Hayward Show, the fish uh, placed in a potassium permanganate, although it's not flammable, the chemical does increase the flammability of other combustible materials. On receiving advice, the gallery decided to withdraw the artwork, but it spontaneously combusted mid-removal. So they protected it with this potassium permanganate, and then when they were moving it, it combusted and it all, um, it all burned right up. Following expert advice regarding the materials used by Lee Bull's Majestic Splendor, we took the decision along with that artist to remove the artwork from the exhibition. During their deinstallation, a small fire broke out, and the fire service attended. Uh, only minimal damage had been caused to the gallery by the exploding fish. But Hayward reopened in January after a two-year renovation hiatus. So, really exciting. Exploding fish. It's a thing. That's what happened to my last home. That's why I have the new home. From fish. Yeah, exploding fish. Hugo was cooking. Oh, nice shot. (laughs) (laughs) All part of an art installation. Of course. As you said, he's famous. Yeah. It's a funny thing. So, so I love art. You know, podcasts is making art. Telling stories is is art. uh, Making paintings. Uh, Hugo, you're a musician. I love artists, right? It's great. But sometimes I wonder, are we really artists or are we bullshitting? And I, I think rotting fish with sequins, someone's very good at storytelling. They are on that is storytelling, not the visual piece on that. They're just screwing with people. They are. They're like, let's see if I can do this. Rotting fish. And so at the same time, I kind of adore them because, <laughs> because they've made this artwork that's complete garbage. And they're able to sell it to people. And people are like, hey, take my money. Take money. Yes. 
podcast. Which is amazing. So, by oh, the way. Oh, we're so close-minded. We are. Am I wrong, Hugo? <laughs> no, that can go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, I love the art. Like, I love I love artists. I'm just like, oh, man. And it, I get the same way, though. I, get, I go to the art gallery, like, in Boston or something, and you see these artworks. It's modern art, and it's just a white, a white canvas yeah. with a black line and a green line offset. And well, even that's better artwork yeah. than what I'm talking about. <laughs> and like one corner is colored in red. Yeah. And it's like twenty thousand dollars. And you're like, what is that? Those guys need to teach marketing classes. They're great at it. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good. Yes, good. it's not they're art. Good. It's marketing. Uh, and I, this, by the way, I started off when I went to college. I started off as an art major, and I quit because I couldn't get through the bullshit part of it. I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, How yeah. about if art just looks good, sounds good, feels good, and, and we don't have to have stories to support it? It, just, <laughs> it can support itself. And yeah, if money, to, you need money to support. It. You need <laughs> money. Good. So good on those guys, I guess. <laughs> but that's art. Exploding fish. It's a thing. Um, I could have done that. Hey, wasn't there a whale that exploded on the beach? Was that oh, art? That, well, no, they blew that. They you ever seen the blown up yes. whale video uh, where it crushes the car? That's incredible. It's, that's art. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's the artist that uh, that splashes the the paint? Uh, uh, oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, Pollock. Yeah, Jackson Pollock. It's yeah. Jackson Pollock with whale blubber. So, there you go. And Pollock, that's a fish. And, uh, Perfect. Pollock yeah. is art. Perfect. You brought it back. All right. Next up. Uh, women born with without a vagina get some gets one made from tilapia fish skin. Finally, I use for tilapia. <laughs> we can. <laughs> this is the real thing. This is for real. This is um, from Living Magazine. Did you see the one that got inseminated in the tongue by eating uh, uncooked squid? Yes, I did. That the part of her getting pregnant from that is false. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but actually, squid sperm fake news, squid, right? Squid sperm, I think, has little barbels in it. That uh, and has and, the and, potential, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was from a giant squid. And I think I heard Rich Ross talking about this on Pendulette's podcast. <laughs> uh, Rich, I think Rich listens to this show too. By the way, he's like the worldwide squid and and. Uh, <laughs> Squid expert. I love squid. Oh. Yeah. So I love squid. I don't too. want to get inseminated in my tongue by them, but yeah. You're so close minded, you know, <laughs> until you try it. You first. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. All right. I'm I am I'm not afraid to admit I'm close minded. <laughs> a Brazilian woman born without a vagina has become the first world first in the world to undergo a pioneering reconstructive surgery that successfully created a new vaginal canal using the skins of tilapia. Now tilapia are beautiful fish. They're normal no fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're good-looking fish. Um, not, not sure. They're fish, yeah. Yeah, it's still a weird... Uh, all right, so researchers at the Federal <laughs> University of uh, Siqueira uh, in northeast Brazil, led by gynecologist Dr. Leonard Bezerra, revealed the unprecedented procedure called neovaginoplasty, and it was performed on May 23rd. The unorthodox treatment is faster, cheaper, and less aggressive the conventional method used by sufferers of the Meyer-Rokinski-Custer-Houster disease, a rare congenital disorder that affects 5,000 newborn girls and results in the absence of some or all of the female reproductive, reproductive organs. So that must be a tough life not to have those parts. I as well was born without a vagina. I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk about my vagina. So. I'm just happy I'm married. <laughs> Don't need that showing up. <laughs> Don't need to navigate those waters. Right. The uh, revolutionary treatment involves opening a space between the vagina and anus and inserting a tubular mold lined with the skin of this freshwater fish. I think I've seen that movie. 
<laughs> Wasn't it like the uh, Shape of Water? Didn't they just make a movie oh, about it? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Women fall in love with fish. No, never mind. I, uh, there's so many things I want to say that I just think I'm going to be in trouble for. Once in contact with the patient's body, tilapia skin acts like stem cells and is absorbed and transformed into cellular tissue, forming the walls of the canal similar to that of an actual vagina. Fun fact: fish slime is a natural lubricant. Hey, I just added that. I just there thought, you and go. did include that in the article. Um, I'm going to skip ahead. This is a quote from the patient. At first, I was very scared to do it because I thought it would hurt, and I was worried about it might damage the opening, but it was a wonderful moment because everything worked perfectly. Uh, there was no pain and a great deal of pleasure and satisfaction for the first time she had sex. Uh, I didn't feel any discomfort, and there was no bleeding. Everything felt sensitive in what I'm told is the right and normal way. It was perfectly natural, like the opening had always been there. She confided. So for her, it worked well. Uh, I didn't, didn't, didn't interview her partner to see how that went. Yeah, for uh, me, be, not so much. <laughs> I'd be curious. Uh, but, you know, good on them for figuring this out. And there's, Is there nothing that fish can't solve? There's no problem that, yeah, there you go. that fish can't do. Um, and I, I guess good for her. The whole thing scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Tilapia also scare me in a lot of ways. You know, it wouldn't be strange if she had a all of a sudden like a... Like a need to eat minnows, you know, or anything like that, because she's now part fish. She, oh, she's the only mermaid we can describe. Is that oh, Daryl Hannah? Daryl Hannah. That's right. Daryl Hannah Darryl, had her oh, vagina yeah. was also lined with tilapia. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we had this little talk, you guys. And that is our, our regular fishing news segment. And next up, we have Doc Martin, and she has. Some fake fish in the news. Uh, and actually, we drove. I drove her. She visited last week. I drove her from my house to the bus terminal, and we recorded these in the car. So you're going to hear car noises in the background. Uh, when you make a podcast like this, sometimes you record wherever you can and happen to be in the car. So tolerate that. You're going to love it. This is some really good stuff, and uh, Doc's the best at what she does. So here's a Doc Martin. Hey, Clay. Hey, Doc. <laughs> We're going to do some fish in the news. I love fish in the news, as you know. And some of this is uh, going to be you. I'm going to give you some things. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to decide whether the news I tell you is real or fake. Okay. Okay. Because um, fake news is fun. Mm -hmm. Frustrating and fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, first, do you know about the Corvina? Okay. Do I know... About the Corvina fish. Corvina fish. I do not know about the Corvina fish. I don't think I do. Although I always find that I know more than I think once we get into things. So okay. May no, I don't know about the Corvina. I like to say it though. Okay, so the Corvina or Corvina drum mm -hmm. is a saltwater fish in the cyanidae. So that's with your croakers and drums. Mm -hmm. um, and but by the way, I say mm -hmm, like I knew exactly mm -hmm. where you were going. Oh, of course, cyanidae. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, Duh. And so, Definitely not a cypridae. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, so it inhabits tropical and temperate coastal waters mm -hmm. from the southeastern Pacific to and South America. Okay. And it is a highly prized food fish. Right. So now we know what the Corvina is. Corvina. So now here is my maybe true story. All right. Okay. So there were maybe some scientists. <laughs> there might have been scientists. Might have been yeah. scientists um, that were. Um, let's see. To the they traveled to the Colorado River Delta, which empties into the Sea of Cortez. So that's where we're at. 
and Corvina come there to spawn. Right, and so far, so good. That makes all makes fine sense to me. Okay. It's all possible. <laughs> all possible <laughs> all so far. Very plausible. Fish spawn. There's a fish named Corvana. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> okay. And what they did is we've talked before on the show about fish making noise. Yes. So we know fish make noise. Right. All kinds of noise. All kinds of noise. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that these scientists were measuring the noise... Um, in this bay area where they were, and they found that it was really, really loud. This and particular area was really loud. This particular area was very loud, and mm-hmm. they thought they had malfunctioning equipment. What they found out was that the Gulf Corvina's mating call is so loud that that's what they were picking up, and its exposure can harm the hearing of nearby animals and is rivaled by whales. Mm-hmm. And I think it is louder than the equivalent of standing next to the stage at a rock concert. Mm. So now I having been next to mm-hmm. next to a stage rock concert and heard what loud can be like. Yes. But these go to 11. <laughs> uh, I, so, and I've read about fish making credible noises. W- mm-hmm. Water is a great, great carrier of audio, mm-hmm. right? So do these fish go, just made 10 louder or did they go to 11? They go to 11. <laughs> um, hmm. And have you ever, you've, ever, you've been, you've been teaching for a few years, mm-hmm. you know, given your advanced age of, uh, more than twenty-five. Um, what? <laughs> what? When you get students in a room who are relatively quiet individuals, mm-hmm. but then you start gathering them more and more together. So you get two students, ten students, twenty mm-hmm. students, thirty students. Even at a low volume, when they're just talking at a regular tone of voice, the room noise gets crazy loud, right? Wow. Even when they're not intentionally getting louder, you just get the exponential noise it's growth. More people. Right. It gets more noise. So the question is, wh- is this real news, right? Is it when, when a bunch of these fish get together to have mm-hmm. great big fish sex orgies? Yep. That's exactly right. Right. Do they get loud? Now, having mm-hmm. never been to a sex orgy. Of, a, of any species? I've, uh, well, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen sucker orgies, and they splash a lot. I haven't heard any noise come out of the water. Right? Are you listening? No, but now I've got to get my audio equipment underwater next year for the spawn and see. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so can they mm-hmm. get together, and make a lot of noise, and, and they and are that rivals in, a rock concert that rivals a rock concert. And it's how, how do you? Mm, yes, I think it's totally it's true? true. Yes, I think it is. Yes, it is true. Yeah. It, this study was published in Biology Letters in 2017. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So yes, and I, I, the, I don't know. I'm what the, two for two. Yeah, you're two for two. Um, let's see. This is the title of this paper was a sound worth saving. Oh. But the title of the news article was massive fish orgy produces loudest noise under the sea. I could have written this. Journalists get to have more fun. I knew it, but it's 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 like they're in my brains. Yeah. That's just great. That was that was almost what I came up with in, the, in our little discussion there. That was pretty close. I was imagining a massive orgy and noise cap- happening. And yep, you were right. Wow. Okay, that's, <laughs> I'm so useless. <laughs> <laughs> to be a journalist. That's great news. Yeah. That is, it's, you know, it's, it's it, quality. It, you know, it warms me up inside to know 
that like all kinds of animals have fun. And <laughs> so like, that's right. To me, that just sounds like, you know, a perfect day out for a fish, you know, unless they all die after. Like being a salmon would be the worst. I don't know. You die doing what you love. <laughs> yeah, but you can only do it once. Like, yeah. Yeah. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on those guys. So massive orgies make noise. For that's the Corvina. The, that's the takeaway there. That yeah, is, yep. The Corvina. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. I love that story. I love stuff like that. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's it. So, guys, final thoughts on the day. Parting words. It was good dinner. It was good. It was very good. And Hugo, you are part of a culinary Facebook group, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. what's that group's name? The, what's our group's name? The Culinary Uh, Connection. Are you both in charge of that? The the two of us started it. I didn't know which one of you. I knew Hugo for sure. Culinary. Well, what happened was it started as a, page called cape cod pole to plate and the guy who run that um <laughs> and uh, the guy who ran that kind of went off the deep end mm-hmm. so then was not start- you no it was no. not me. okay that was- <laughs> <laughs> i'm still treading water yeah. um, but uh um so then we started started our own group from scratch and now it's the culinary connection right, it was a, it was outdoor and, cooking something, outdoor culinary connection. and then it became the culinary connection yes. and i love it i love that page because first of all when i get stuck cooking something I'll put a picture up there and somebody, usually you, Ryan, will go on and say, oh, you're doing that all wrong. Or, Don't use a propane smoker or use a bigger smoker. Or, you have all these, like, always, you know. We get that. And there's no egos, too. So we get a good recommendation. There's a lot of egos. I, I, uh, <laughs> online, yeah, yeah. It is better than most cooking groups. groups. I'll agree to that. Chefs need to have an ego because mm-hmm. they do. What And I don't consider myself a chef, but they do what everybody does. I'm a home cook. Day in and day out of their life. You know, they like if, you know, you talk to a woman and say, please pay me $50 for this dish. I know you're 62 years old and been cooking for the past 50 years and I'm 34, but I promise you it's better than you can cook. So you need that ego to sell your food. Well, I mean, anyone in sales, you've got to believe in yourself yeah. and your product. So that is good. It's a great page. So get there. I'll put links up, of course. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as always. Yeah, it's a good friendly yeah. group. Yeah. No, we, I've learned a lot from cooking there and uh, learned from other people and what we uh, cook and see other people's dishes every night. And it's a friendly group. It's awesome. It's yeah. good fun. And I can tell you, Hugo. Like fish nerds is. Yeah. It's, yeah. One of the things, Hugo, for me with you and, and one of the reasons that we I know you is the photos you take. Like you could do a whole like video series or some series on how to take photos of food. Taking food photos is stupidly hard. It's really hard. And I would say your photos sell everything you do. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. So good. You get it, you get it in the window with the sh- uh, shade down. So you and on two sides, you know, I did uh, photography stuff. So you get the angles in, it makes it look pretty. And Ryan cooks a million times better than me, but I can take a picture of something with the right angle. And I got, oh, I got the studio lights at home and everything, you know. But you just put the angle on it. If the uh, at the end of the day, with the if I got the right shades in the window, it looks pretty. 
And Ryan will kick my ass because I'll make a pizza and I can't make a pizza to save my ass. <laughs> and I'll, I posted it and people are like, oh my God, that's phenomenal. Because well, the like, pictures no, do the work. The right? picture looks well, we, good, you know, we can't taste but it. But it's crap. Yeah. We can't taste it. I mean, I've done that. I, once, I remember when I first started cooking, I was on a date and I was going to impress my girlfriend. And uh, I cooked this nice meal and I made homemade croissants. And they came out of the oven looking beautiful, right? Smell great, freshman butter, all nice and buttery and delicious. She got to the table and we couldn't even break them open. I made the recipe for Play-Doh and not for bread dough. <laughs> and because I made it out of my head, I thought I had it memorized. And it turns out I, my kid recipes were in my head, not the real one. So we all, but they looked great. Like I could take photos of those and like sell them. Until someone tried to eat them, I'd be on the winning side of that. So that's it. You've been listening to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go on fishing quests, and doing all the silly things that nerds do. Special thanks to Hugo and Ryan for having me come down to Poland, Maine, and eat fish tacos an hour drive to Tacos. Well worth it. Big thanks to Doc Martin for the fishing sake of the news. So until next time, follow the code of the fish Spawn early and often. Never trust a free lunch with strings attached. And swim against the current every chance you get. That's it. You guys made a podcast. Hey, fancy.